Have you subscribed to the OTB Football Podcast? Well, I just can't that picture in Stephen Gerrard walking out of the Etihad, you know, wearing that Liverpool jersey underneath the suit, a bit like Superman Clark Kent. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Some of these critics, these pundits. I absolutely adore them, lads. I have unbelievable time for them, but they're a great bunch, but it's not acceptable. I'd like to play the hard man when, when they're on it. It's not very pleasant when you're trying to manage a team. All you're looking for is a bit of civility and a bit of decency, but they just dismiss you like, like you know, you have nothing to do with the bloody occasion. Quick picks, 8.24, Friday morning. Tommy, good morning to you. Morning. How are you getting on? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Um, we were just debating in the ads there about how the uh, three of you were fawning over that uh, clip of Rory Canavan doing his little sort of solo with the head up. A skill you can do yourself, is it? Or? Oh, no. You can't no, solo with your head up? Not like that, at that pace. You can solo with your head up. You can do it like... You can you can slow down and put your head up and look around you and scan, but at that pace, Adrian, come on, have you ever done that? Oh yeah, that was immense. When you were back game. in hurling training this year, my immense day in my game. I mean, it's easier to do with the hurling, obviously, but um, well, but, I'll put it to you this way: James O'Donoghue had never seen it like that before. And do you know what? I feel like an awful fraud having any sort of counterpoint to what you're saying when James O'Donoghue. Whatever about you, Tommy, and your your amazing football prowess. Who am I to argue with James O'Donoghue? Very but true. I I did feel as if you were gilding the lily. I'm not going to lie. The pass was unbelievable. I thought you were over-egging the, uh, the skill. It, w- it wasn't the pass. Well, the pass was, was brilliant, but it was exceptional, the pass. Was the it pass not better pass. Than, the, than the solo? No. What do you think? Uh, it passes. Like, like, Rory Canavan is going to be a star, and it already looks like... I know you kind of... Uh, were you kind of like potentially theorising that he could be dropped in pretty soon so that's your own panel that he could almost do a job this year Tommy uh, the mm. thing about this guy is that he looks like he looks stockier than Dara I'm not sure if that's right but it looks like he can almost like slot into a senior level quicker than his his brother could and like I'm surprised about Dara we haven't seen more Dara maybe this year for Tyrone and I'm sure he'll have a glittering career over the next couple of years and we'll probably have a, a Tyrone forward line where the two Canavans will play but it looks like Rory's even more capable of slotting right into that team like I mean I obviously would have watched him quite closely in the semi-final more than any other game this season when he destroyed Kerry in that second half this kid is amazing this kid is absolutely fantastic and um, I think it's going to be next year Tommy when we actually see him make a, a serious impact it's, we're not actually going to be waiting too long to see him to see him make strides in, in senior inter-county football I, I think I think so as well Owen um, Paddy was asking can he be brought straight in yeah. and James is kind of like no no it, it's it's too early lads are too young at that age these days you know um, Canavan's still underage for 20s next year so needs must, imagine needs be, must Tommy well you know he may be in the mix for the, the qualifiers this year depending on who they get you, you don't know because um, there's obviously been such a turnover in the Tyrone squad one fella who'll definitely be in there is is Matty McLean and oh my God. young lad. He, like, do you think he has the physicality for inter-county football, Tommy? Well, if anyone does, <laughs> own, it's, it's young McLean and, and I would, wouldn't be afraid He's of sticking young. him on the edge of the square. He's 25. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He has to be. Um, which was the better skill? Uh, the kick pass. Uh, I, 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 but I'm, I love a kick pass. Uh, <laughs> like you, but everybody is taught to solo with their head up. I guess it's just the pace, isn't it? That maybe is the no, the key no. factor here. People naturally, when the head goes up, the oh. pace goes down. 
Um, the kick pass was, was exceptional. But like, I mean, well, whatever, whatever Tommy and James say is... Uh, exactly. How do you argue? No, lads, everyone is told to solo with their head up. No one does it. Watch watch the football. Is there any football on this? There's only games on GA Go, so you may not watch it. Watch the football next weekend in the four provincial finals. Tommy says... And point out to me, Adrian, how many people solo Here, with their by the heads way, up. I'm not saying it's not done. I'm sorry, I'm not saying it is done. You're 100% right. I'm just... And I'm not saying... It wasn't a very impressive bit of skill. It was class. I'm just saying, I just thought you were gilding the lily. I'm, get, I'm getting a tone here, Tommy, that you're saying that we won't see any heads-up soloing in the Talton Cup. That's a big setback for this competition that we have to host the football pod <laughs> slamming the basic skills of the Talton Cup. That, that is well, absolutely not what I'm saying. I'm saying in anything. I like, I, like, the only dub that, that Paddy suggested to did it was Michael Darren McCauley. And I, I, saw, I heard that. You, 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 no, 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 I think that's right. I, I think he's right. Feasted enough. No, yeah. I think he was right. I think he was right. I thought you'd, uh, you paid no attention to it at all. Yeah. Uh, we'll take that as our cue to move on. I think we have a leaderboard, which is incredible. This is the first time... Uh, why, we, why do we do these leaderboards? They're just a waste of time. They're a total waste of time. And I should point out as well that the asterisks there on your man, who's number one on the list, is because, like, basically it's been easier for him to get there on... Um, because he's done, he's had to he skip the hardest games. week. Yeah, exactly, yeah. He, he, he skipped he, the week where Mayo got beaten. And, yeah, dipping in and out. You weren't in that week. It'd, oh. be, it'd be embarrassing for you anyway, Tommy, if you don't. Given your role that we've just been discussing there, if you don't end up top of that leaderboard, yourself or Will. Yeah, predictions aren't an easy game, boys. You know that as well as I do. Where Where are the rest of them today? They're crying off, but they have sent through the predictions. So some okay. brilliant permutations. We're going to get straight into it. The hurling to begin with, unbelievable permutations here over the weekend as to who's going to have to advance. Uh, Kilkenny versus Wexford is first up. All five of us um, have gone for Kilkenny here. It's probably one of the most straightforward. Are you grimacing on the basis that you think Wexford? Well, I grimace whenever we all go one direction yeah, in, in this. And also the fact, like, I think it's just once in the last five games... Kilkenny have beaten Wexford over 70 minutes yes there's a history to that that doesn't seem to exist with this Wexford team at mm. the moment that they maybe despite their league form have come off a peak that we saw a few years ago I just think that when you bring the quality that they still have in that squad into proceedings this weekend it's not a sure thing the one thing that's kind of given me confidence in picking Kilkenny is that you have Brian Cody coming out saying we're looking at it like we're fighting to stay in the championship uh, yeah. like almost as if they're the wounded animal rather than Wexford who drew at Westmead last week so when Brian Cody is talking those terms you do tend to fear Kilkenny uh, obviously Kilkenny can be beaten I, I think that on their day Dublin Galway and Wexford can all beat Kilkenny and I think we'll see a really exciting Leinster Championship over the next couple of years uh, but this weekend I, I would certainly be beating uh, tipping Kilkenny at home Right I want to get through these at some pace Tommy have you had to add on that or we crack on? Nothing to disagree with with Owen there, and I just think the home advantage, Nolan Park, yeah. is a massive factor. Yeah, Galway Dublin is next up, and again, I maybe this is somewhat surprising. Uh, Galway all the way from all five of us. Um, the the permutations here is basically that's a shootout for a place in the Leinster final. If Wexford can somehow manage to hold Kilkenny to even a draw or beat them, then Dublin will go into the All Ireland series, no matter what happens at that game at Pierce Stadium. Um, but a win will put them into the Leinster final uh, could put them into the Leinster final where uh, if you're still with me a draw for Galway uh, will see them into the Leinster final uh, but they're already through to the knockout rounds is that all clear it feels like an, an own shame <laughs> explainer here hopefully fairly clear but um, Galway on evidence Tommy feels is the right call uh, I think so Adrian I've always found it difficult to warm to the Dublin Herders over the last couple of years Um I find it hard to back them. I just don't... I, just, I haven't ever seen them really do it. Um, and I think they're actually... We go quite easy on them as well. I, I, I don't know. Are the standards 
set high enough. Like I, I just don't know why Dublin hurling hasn't gotten to where it should have gotten to over the last couple of years. So yeah. too busy um, signing autographs, Tommy. Oh yeah, I heard that. Was it not selfies? Was that not the issue on? Was it selfies? Uh, or yeah, maybe like obviously that, that um that, like I mean what what are you gonna do? Just uh, turn down people looking for selfies? Yeah. Like it was pretty kids. pretty harsh yeah. criticism. No, I, I I'd be more I, worried about like I mean the the reaction afterwards. I I wouldn't read into it at all. It's it's like Galway drew with Kilkenny and Galway beat uh, or uh, Kilkenny beat this team by seventeen points just last week. When we're mm. making a prediction, I think that that has to have some sort of weighting. You can't extrapolate results from three different teams, but I think for a 17-point gap, it would give you a bit of confidence in mm-hmm. predicting this. I do, like, like I mean, maybe I'm just maybe I'm just remembering the summer of 2019 just a little bit too much here, but I, like, I'm, I'm just a little bit cautious uh, of how simplistic these two predictions feel, that there has to be some sort mm. of cat amongst the pigeons, right? Yeah, well, look, I think the, the biggest story on Dublin, as Tommy was talking about, not being able to trust them, was the Wexford game in the league a few weeks ago, and everybody thought, Jesus, actually, maybe they're, maybe there's something about them. But then the Westmead result maybe cast all that into doubt as well. Um, but it'll be a proper test of where they're at this Owen, weekend. Owen, if there was to be an upset in these two games, who would you be going for? Wexford. Would you? Okay. Wexford, yeah. I, th- I, I, just, I, I just think Galway, if anyone is liable... I'd probably to say Dublin. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. May, I can see why I'd say that, but like, and I know that there is a, a, a golfing class between Westmead and Kilkenny, the, the two opponents that the teams were analysing last week, but it's, st- it's still, one was a, a heavy, heavy defeat, and I know drawing with Westmead will feel like a defeat, but it, it wasn't one. Um, I, like, I mean, we're, we're trying to, to pick between... I think I, might, I could be wrong, but there might have been only be like a, a point between Westmeath and Kilkenny at halftime. I know I'm sort of grasping at straws there. Yeah, but it was close, actually. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Uh, Claire Waterford next up. And uh, now we have a bit of a split at last. Owen, Will and myself are going for Claire and uh, Ashling and Tommy, bizarrely, uh, are going for Waterford. Uh, Waterford desperately leading Cork to lose in Thurless. Um uh, hard to get a read I suppose on where Waterford are at almost whether Tommy and you're going for them here but are they genuine contenders or still a work in progress well we'll know on Sunday you but know? you're predicting so you're, you're, you're put your well, neck in the block but, here you I'm, feel there must be I'm, if you're predicting them to beat Clare who are a genuine contender right yeah but Adrian were, were Clare genuine contenders in your head last week you're saying that now but were they last week genuine contenders I always come back to Tony head. Kelly but like anybody's a contender when you've got him in the team oh of course no, no, of course, and and the 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 manner in which Clare rose to the occasion last week was exceptional to see, and their fitness levels, their physicality, their athleticism, I like blown away by it at the minute. Like they've clearly done incredible work over the last two years, um, and they're in a really good place. And there's a lot of players in that Clare squad who have come nowhere near their ceiling yet. Never mind Tony Kelly. So this weekend, though, I, I just feel like the fact that Clare are in the Munster final. It's been a hectic couple of weeks. They didn't play round one. Um, they've been back-to-back for the last couple of weeks. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think there'd be too many changes, but even three, four, five changes can kind of change the, I suppose, the momentum, the drive, the engine of a team. And Clare did have a couple of injuries coming into the start of the, 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 the Munster Championship. Mm-hmm. They've kept their team together. I wouldn't be surprised a couple of their core players are possibly tapered off arrested or, or whatever well, Claire so, players yeah Claire players so I think right. because they don't need a result this weekend insider so, he's got insider information is he, what he's saying here yeah like I have he, no I've no I've no information whatsoever and I also just think that the quirk of the, the these round robin championships like Owen's talking about 2019 there where Galway got caught and it felt freakish that Galway were knocked out 
if that happens this year at Waterford, it will feel like that, like they've managed to somehow leave it behind them. I do, I, like Obviously, it's not in their own hands. We'll come to the next game, and I'm starting to doubt myself about my prediction for the next game. I just think Waterford are going to get the job done this weekend. I actually think it wouldn't be freakish at all if, if Waterford... Uh don't make it through this Galway it, it did feel freakish I agree with you uh, the manner of I think they all ended on six points wasn't it and it was scoring difference mm. uh, that day in 2019 so that was mad if Waterford don't make it it's because they lost two games like there's nothing freakish about that they didn't deserve to beat Water- uh, Cork they didn't deserve to beat Limerick and, and in fact the revisionism that we're seeing now is actually did Waterford just put a gloss on the scoreline against Limerick later on rather than the initial narrative was was it a great comeback you Michael Dignan this week saying that Waterford don't respond well to pressure that's uh, like it for me I have to say <laughs> he's, he's, he actually said there was, he thinks there's something psychologically wrong with them that their option taking is poor under pressure but also just in general play so the, the question is does that motivate them this weekend as a dressing room wall scenario or is Michael Dyke actually just right about Waterford I'm possibly going with the latter here and he might, he might be onto something with regards to, to what we've seen like the pressure in the league is non-existent and they played really well and they absolutely have the players to be in the top three teams in Munster but there was a, a certain high pressure uh, scenario last weekend which they didn't perform well in I also think Tommy Clare have an opportunity to just knock Waterford out. Like we were saying as if you mm. notice there's no motivation here for Clare whatsoever. You beat Waterford, no, no, you knock them out, you enter somewhere. Yeah, Sorry, I'm not I'm not yeah. saying you said that, but uh, I, I we often have this at uh, this conversation around the team who are through as if you know they've mm. got nothing to play for. Mm. Still think there's a, there's a bit of a carrot there Stephen for Clare. Gerard, and uh, Stephen Gerrard approach here to, you know, this it's, it's important it's important the three points for us. Yeah. Tipperary and Cork um is the other game we want to get to here. We have Owen, the only one who's going for tip. We've Ashling, Will and Tommy going for Cork. And I'm going for a draw. I really, actually, the more I looked at this last night, I thought that's not, not a great call. The permutations here, Cork can win at Thurlis. Uh, if Cork can win at Thurlis, they're into the All-Ireland series. Um, and, you know, look, at maybe that clarity for them... Um, coming back from the brink is all that Cork need to, to grind it out uh, Tiberi needing a 7 point win and for Clare to beat Waterford so at least everybody's fairly clear in this one as to uh, what's going to happen but Tommy you're going for, you're feeling Cork yeah and I'm really tempted to <laughs> to change it really um, I am I just think there's going to be something chaotic as Owen said something chaotic is going to happen both games are on side by side on Sunday evening it's going to be mental. Um, I think there's going to be some sort of drama. Now, I'll, look, I'll stick with Cork going off the back of their well, performance last weekend. No, yeah. Um, yeah, let's wrap up. Cork, but, but yeah, yeah. We'll wrap up with the football, the Talton Cup, Tommy. You mentioned a bit earlier on. Um, Wicklow and Waterford will be the first ever game in the uh, Talton Cup and we're all going for Wicklow. Any yeah, we're going, yeah. I'm, going for, I'm going for Wicklow, but like Waterford are 4-1 and Waterford shouldn't be 4-1. Fair enough, they were... Bottom or very close to bottom of Division 4, but they were very competitive in every single one of their games. Aoife Fitzgerald um, did get a tune out of them this year, and Conor Murray's been out talking. He's a very talented footballer himself this week about what it's like to be a Waterford footballer. They're not going to be that far away, but I just think Alan Costello came in halfway through the league with Wicklow, and uh, I've seen some good things with them, um, but I, it shouldn't be 4-1. Yeah, the Conor Murray comments were interesting actually and will give you like a, a good degree of excitement around what this competition can actually bring for a few counties. You definitely get a sense off Waterford that they're looking over at Limerick and thinking to themselves, why can't we replicate what they've done on the football pitch? Mm. I think there's probably a bit of a, a playing resources difference, a significant one maybe. Mm. Uh, mm. So, so maybe it's not comparing like with like, but they've made the point that like, they've really built on league form over the last couple of years, which has translated now into a first Munster final in quite some time. The Talton Cup will 
be as important as the league, at least for a lot of these teams if they do it the right way. And we've seen how that could be the building block for a team. He's also uh, talking up the idea of playing in, in Croke Park. He says, talking to a few of his Leinster counterparts, it's almost like a slog going up to Croke Park. Mm. I think for Leinster players at the moment, there's an obvious reason for that. But I think the carrot of playing in Croke Park for the board of the footballers uh, would, be, would be a big one and for any of the non-Leinster counties involved in this. So ho- hopefully, hopefully this thing just kind of captures some sort of imagination over the next few weeks. Yeah, Dublin and Mead, it seems, are the only teams happy to play Crow Park on they're just uh, no, delighted, no, yeah. no need to uh, no need to challenge any of that stuff Wexford Offaly is the last port of call for us and now I'm surprised about this because I actually thought if I went for Offaly that the rest of you were going the opposite yeah. direction and I might have a bit of a shake because obviously it's a repeat of the game that they only played a few weeks ago which Wexford came out on top of so yeah, I, I that's think not a good sign. No, it's not especially why have we all gone for Offaly well, like, I need, yeah. yeah, I don't know for, like, for, for me it's because like if Offaly had won that game against Wexford in the Championship they would have been the ones to take the 20-something point battering off Dublin mm. and they would be the ones coming in with their tail between the legs although we still probably would I, take I, Offaly I go with that yeah um, I, think, I think that like we shouldn't expect Wexford to put up a, um, to not get hammered by Dublin especially the form Dublin are looking in at the moment but I do think the, the magnitude of the defeat can have a bit of an impact like if Ben Brosnan turns on the lights again like he did last time he scored 1-8 in that game against Offaly last time out it's, it's, it could be a decisive factor I think one player can actually uh, turn a game like this and the sounds from the Offaly camp have been a little bit mixed like I think I think Mahan's up for, for sure but we, like there was definitely kind of mixed messages coming out from post-Westwood game to, to what we're getting now so uh, I definitely think this is it's not a coin toss but it's it's only two or three points in it We're all getting carried away with this Offaly uprising Tommy I was hoping Willow Callahan would be here because Offaly have been plagued by injuries over the last month and I, like I have no idea whether they've cleared up or not mm. getting injury information off GA teams can be quite difficult so it's all going to come down to that like Playing depth at this level is is going to be one of the big factors over the next four, five, six weeks as squads go into the summer, and they try and maintain their you know the the levels of physicality and athleticism as we've spoken about before. Offaly should have the quality if they have their players, so we'll see. Uh, and one comment just to leave it on on YouTube here from Thomas O'Connell does anyone think the negativity of the promotion of the Charlton Cup has been a bit harsh promo the other day was very good and looks like they've made it extra uh, content to come as well Cup is class too which I think everybody's on board with uh, Tommy fair play good man thanks lads see you well later done. well done that's the quick picks I absolutely adore them lads I have unbelievable time from them, but they're, they're a great bunch but it's not acceptable 